With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to Landlocks. It is championship week here at Cyclone Fanatic. We are in the Wild Rose Studios. We are few by Cody Road. I got my Cody Road board beside me. I'm here with Jake Foss and Sean Sean Chess Festerman. Like I said, we are in the Wild Rose Casino. We are sponsored by Wild Rose Casinos out of Clinton, Jefferson, and Emmitsburg. I was supposed to be going to Clinton tomorrow night, but something's going on in Indianapolis that apparently drew a bunch of Iowa media members away, and they didn't want me going and partying in Clinton by myself, apparently. What you mean? That would have been a hell of a, hell of a story. <laughs> they should have sent you been to Clinton. Indianapolis. That really should have been the move. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the Wild Rose folks. Send me to the Big 12 championship game. What could go wrong? <laughs> I have a black hoodie. That's all Brian Ferris is wearing these days. I'll wear a black hoodie with no logo. Fit right in. Just a plain black hoodie. Um, We are a Cyclofanatic podcast. This is Landlocks. We mostly talk about Big 12 and Big 10 gambling trends and stuff. But, you know, only two of those games this week. So we're going to go through some of the big, all the championship games. And Cyclofanatic Podcast Network. We have an amazing podcast on there like Title IX, Williams and Bloom. Kicking it, fart, cooking it. Is it what's the basketball one with the kid that doesn't know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> they hire some youth. That was probably still in elementary school when I joined Twitter. He's great though. I like that podcast. I can't think of his name right now. He's he's good. He's good stuff. So Nigel. he said he would never let a what was the tweet? We'll never let someone of Kansas someone podcast. of Kansas in their in their name <laughs> run their show run the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, you were like just I said, trying I'll... to do something nice and got roasted for being an old head from on Twitter, I guess. I right? Know. Yeah, and reaction time of uh, our friend Jack. Oh, their podcast was great. I need to listen it's, to it. I was, it was pretty good. angry on Sunday. I, I, I like that podcast, but I'm like, I don't know if I can go. And it, it was, it was pretty good. I was also very angry on Sunday, but did they break the F bomb rule today? No, no F bomb. No, 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 no. They're professionals. All right. Here we go. Before we get in the championship week, Jake is going to go through our picks from last week. Another good week from all of us, I think. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a good week by you guys. Uh, I towed the line at uh, three and three, um, so not great, but uh, it's better than than going below five hundred. So uh, the three losses being Oregon State plus thirteen and a half, Utah minus twenty two and a half, South Carolina plus seven and a half. Uh, but the three wins being Kansas minus six, uh, Ohio State, Michigan over 45 and a half, and the Iowa money line. Um, yeah, I I had I talked multiple people off of betting the uh, the under in that uh, Ohio State Michigan game, uh, seeing as what the trend was. But anyway, good, uh, ten, good. That one got yeah. a little sweaty. It, it, what was it? it? A little bit, but not too bad. Ted went uh, four and two, so a strong finish to regular the regular season. Uh, the two losses being Oregon State plus 
I think you got it at 14, according to the sheet, and yeah. Illinois Northwestern under 46 and a half. Um, those teams almost covered that number by themselves, I'm pretty sure. Unless I'm yeah. getting that game last week. Yeah, that game, I remember like just checking sco- uh, the scoreboard at one point, and I was like, oh, that, that certainly got out of hand. The four wins being Iowa plus two and a half, also having Ohio State-Michigan over 45 and a half. Uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota under 42 and a half and Washington state plus 16 and a half. Okay. Real quick before we get the Texas picks, um, Wisconsin, Minnesota 42 and a half is why you bet an under with 18 <laughs> minutes of game time left. I went and checked this, uh, Saturday night from the bar, 18 minutes of game time left. It was 28, 14. <laughs> Not another point was scored. Oh man. And if you want the exact reason you don't bet under, you can hear what my loss was last week. <laughs> All right, that leads into Tez rounding out uh, what was a fantastic last three weeks um, with with another four in one week. Um, I guess we'll start with that uh, TCU Oklahoma <laughs> under sixty three and a half. This is basically Oklahoma. dead at halftime. <laughs> Oklahoma covered that number by themselves. Yeah. That was something. The conversation 69 we had. 69 to 42, is that what that game ended at? Did we talk you into that under? No way we talked you into that under. No, we? I don't okay. know why I even bet it. Like, it was Saturday morning. Like, <laughs> we're even talking to each other. And I'm like, I think I bet the under. And that's where I just went back and I go, I put the under in my cash drops. What was I think? I don't know <laughs> why I did it. I have no idea. I mean, it was it was a choice, and it went down in flames. It's sure. my the the largest flames you could ever find. All right, but you did, like I said, you did win four games. So uh, those four games being Mizzou minus eight and a half, Houston UCF under, sorry, Houston Directional Florida under sixty one and a half, made a UConn bowl game minus two, and Wisconsin minus two and a half, and Chris Williams went zero and four. <laughs> yeah he, he i mean honestly he picked some of the games that i think i honestly liked the most we had a couple of the same i bet on that uh, utah minus utah, 22 utah, because... utah minus 22 was like it wasn't my biggest lock i just figured like colorado was done i i stared at that and one i still don't know how that like i i didn't wasn't able to watch that game i don't really understand how well, the game went down that way so, have, I didn't... So, so hang, hang on, let me before we yeah, yeah, go ahead, talk sir. more about that. So it's Utah minus twenty two, K State minus nine and a half, Florida plus six and a half, and South Carolina plus seven and a half. I liked um, K State. Like I wasn't super confident in it. Uh, I liked it, but then they had eight inches of snow and didn't clear the field. And then South Carolina plus seven and a half. I thought, you know, that was just a low scoring game. They didn't end up scoring another field goal in essentially. So, but yeah, that that Utah Colorado game. Uh, was the thing. Yeah, because I didn't realize. I mean, it was you got the it was news, close all game too. What even it came out Saturday morning that Shadur Sanders wasn't going to play. Um, I didn't realize like somebody said that Utah was starting like their third string quarterback or some something like that because they were just they were playing for nothing. Like the game didn't matter to them. And so yeah, I I didn't realize all of that going into the game, and that's where I was just like, oh, I mean, I. I'm glad I didn't touch it because, like I said, I stared at it for quite a while. Two teams not playing um, for anything, I guess. Right. That's the way you get. Yeah, just, yeah. 
it's two teams that are starting almost to an extent all backups just going through walkthroughs like that's right. just yeah, it'll happen i suppose um then K- the K- k-state game manhattan was supposed to get like a couple inches of snow and it just dumps snow and they don't clear the field off and you know busama's <laughs> the best running back ever in the snow our offensive line knows how to block in the snow apparently it's, it's all turned around fantastic stuff we're here average 1.2 points per play Oh, just a wild. I'm actually, I'm actually salt. I'm actually salty. We didn't run 50 plays in that game because apparently that's the the limit for like setting those records. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what Connor said on uh, on fart. I've rewatched that game a few times. It was fun. Fun to rewatch. All right, should we move on to the? You want to do the unders or you want to do the uh, flyover? Well, I mean, one's under. a lot more fun. Man, <laughs> goodness gracious! What a glorious underhit! Just glorious. Twenty-four and a half, and it's just oh man, yeah. Ten to ten, going to overtime. It's gonna hit. You're screwed. You're thinking <laughs> get the overtime, and like I'm talking to somebody, and I'm like, all right, well, it's fine. Like someone's gonna have the feel of the wind, and I don't know if it's in our chat or in person. They're like, oh no, they get the same field. They go the same and, way. I'm, yeah. and I'm like, shit. <laughs> so I'm like, like so then all of a sudden, clock operator steps in. Iowa does Iowa. Kurt Ferris is crying afterwards like it won the Super Bowl. My baby boy has I mean, been a kid, prosecuted. A kid, a kid that's never kicked a field goal comes in because Stevens lost his mind in that game and makes it. He barely made it, but he made it. Yeah, I, I don't think I actually saw the kick, but... I, was in my I think it like concert. barely went over the crossbar, like a yard. Hey, good for him. I had Iowa money line and the under Kids in my Bet Rivers bonus bets. Hit that five times. Kids are getting some more Christmas presents. So yeah, it is. It's one of those. It's one of those weeks you you're just you got to be happy that something finally went Iowa's way this year. You know, <laughs> they've got they so much can't catch a break and they finally get 18 straight of them in this game and i'm right, just so real, real happy quick for the on this real quick on the sickos i was just looking this over a minute ago i went nine and four on the season with my sicko unders okay <laughs> of the four that are losses how many of them had the hot guys in them i mean i'm also looking at it so i can't say I don't have it up, but, but one, maybe. Oh, and four. If if they yeah. if they if they didn't have the hot guys in it, you lost. Look, so I was what, I was only hit one, the over twice this year. Two, uh, three, four. Well, the last four in a row are all. What is it? Seven, seven of the thirteen. Yeah. Well, you know. I think I was two and ten against the over this year which i didn't want to do the western michigan game and i don't remember the other one and the only reason that western michigan game hit is because Ferris scored a touchdown with seven seconds left yeah (laughs) so yeah (laughs) but uh yeah so i mean and i didn't want to keep betting iowa as a sicko under but when they're in the 20s when they were putting up Breaking their own records for historically low over under every single week. 
Look at these like Iowa over unders earlier in the year. 36 points. Like 34. <laughs> anyway. They like res- they like reset the market for the books on what they would actually what they're willing to put out there. What yeah. they're willing to put out there cuz like I mean, yes, they so they got they got the record with what 28 and a half. But for the for that number to go to 24 and a half for last week, that is insane. That's nuts. It's absolutely and we'll, nuts. We'll, We'll talk about we'll talk about a game in a couple weeks that people would be losing their minds about if it wasn't for what Iowa had done this year, right? Over under wise, so. Oh man, Arkansas is up fifteen. Nice. Landlocked system bets are two no tonight. Anyways, all right. Fly over, hit the mountain. The goddamn plane has crashed into the mountain. Two weeks, two weeks in a row. Uh, we did so well when we were all together, and then I don't know if we forced it or, or I mean, I didn't know a damn thing about UAB at UNT and what that was going to look like, but they scored 87 points, so yeah, I, points. Know, I know last week, I don't even know how much we even touched on it, but I know North Texas has popped up a couple times on this, and it's just they're not a good team by any stretch of the imagination. Like they give up points, but they score points. And it's obviously a bunch of inconsistency And and this one got away from us. It's so they were, they were in our flyover two other times this, this year. Uh, one of which being Memphis at UNT, which went over and the other was temple at UNT, which went under. So, it's not like they were. We were on them a lot for the flyover, right. but they were. So they ended up two and two and one against the over on our flyover. Right. Tez really tucked down away at nine and four. All right, let's get into it. I can pull up the Circa app here. Is my uh, my favorite betting app. Sorry, I'm getting a message from a friend. Um, so we start on Friday night. We are in the. All right. Someone's going to tell me what conference this is. Well, New Mexico State versus Liberty. So, Cusa. This is the Cusa game. All right, Cusa. Conference USA. I was going to guess, but I was going to Google before I just said something. <laughs> well, you know, if I actually look down at my app, it actually says it. That's what oh, Circus is nice. awesome for. Uh, New Mexico State is 11.5 point favorite over 11.5 point underdog. <clears throat> over under is 56.5. You make sure you shop around. There are three books at uh, Wild Rose, Circa. Bet Rivers and DraftKings. It is 10 and a half on DraftKings. I need to look real quick, but I'm pretty sure Liberty already beat New Mexico State in like week three. New Mexico so, State's been odd uh, as well, just even besides when that. When they beat Auburn. Yeah, um, yes, they did. Uh, Liberty did. Uh, so Liberty beat them, beat New Mexico State 33 17 this year, earlier this year. Um, well, but yeah, New, New Mexico State's been in really odd. I mean, they they had a pretty good stretch um, leading into that Auburn game, and then obviously winning that. Well, I don't know what the hell happened in that game. Twenty four, twenty five point underdog and win by twenty one. Uh, you got one point eight million dollars towards your school, and you get to celebrate. That's what happened there. I guess. And, and then, then Auburn went and, and, then they, and then they lost to Jacksonville State the next week or last right. week. So, like, I don't know what to think there. 
Uh, as far as the like the money and stuff, there's not this being a smaller conference. There's not a lot. Um, it's mostly just New Mexico State uh, to cover. You know, money line. You're typically gonna get some sprinkle and stuff on on the underdog there too. So. Yeah, I, it's, I only have – all I have down really is New Mexico State's covered in 10 straight, which I don't know if that does something for you. I don't – that's where if you're going to dive into, yeah, what does – what do games against – obviously the Auburn game's a good standout, but then it's Middle Tennessee, Sam Houston, you know, these aren't <laughs> – Incredibly great teams. You don't like but the, you they're don't also like not Houston Bearcats with a K. <laughs> they're also not. I mean, even that that Sam Houston game, they were four and a half point favorites. They won by fourteen. Like it wasn't. I mean, I think you got to take the miners here because I hate everything about the University of Liberty. So I mean, <laughs> I mean that's not a that's... bad principal play. <laughs> That's probably what I, what I'll play on this. Uh, I really wish there was like a, a lean uh, bets versus money on the total, but it's just over because like, everyone's paying attention to the next game. So, yeah, right. it's, it's it's Sean is just struggling looking at these notes for this game. <laughs> it's especially. I mean, this one's just weird because it's I I. There's a few games where I can't tell you much about any of the teams involved. I can't tell you anything about these guys other than, yeah, just we don't cheer for Liberty University. And New Mexico State has an amazing home field collection. So home field, please be a new sponsor on top of Wild Rose because we do love Wild Rose and Cody Road. And I should just stop talking. All right, moving on. Maybe the, the game of the weekend or one of the games of the weekend, I guess. Maybe not the game of the weekend, but – uh. It's going to determine your Heisman winner. Probably. I don't know. Uh, Heisman should go with that wide receiver out of Columbus, but that ain't going to happen. Oregon is a 10-point favorite on Circa. Over under 66. Washington is a 10-point underdog in that game. I really want Washington to win this game. Because I am Uh, tired of everyone kind of crapping all over them. But I mean, I I don't want to crap on them. I was pretty high on them earlier in the season. Pretty sure I was on this podcast uh, like week five or six saying that I thought that they were a lot better than what people were giving them credit for. Um, But the problem is, is they played head-to-head this year. And while Washington won that game, um, I think Oregon looked quite like, better in general in that game there was some there were some real coaching mistakes at the end there um, as, as sean how the end of that game when he wouldn't <laughs> even look at the screen when he was in cincinnati it, it was not a game where i came away from that thinking oh yeah washington is definitely better than oregon and what's happened since is one of these teams has looked like a world beater essentially and the other one has skated by and barely won games against competition they should not have been that close with. And Penix just hasn't looked well, right? 
Yeah, like, and well, he he kind of yeah. it's kind of it's for me that's kind of why Washington has gone the way they've gone, and it's probably not completely fair for him, but it really is like I thought earlier on. I was like, man, this guy like Heisman, they're not getting the credit they deserve. He's going to show out. He'll be there. And then the team and him together have just kind of like he had that one game that he threw what like four picks and it's just it's not been there for whatever reason and so I I, I will be on Oregon minus nine and a half but that's yeah just for me it's a it's a uh, my heart my heart's with Washington but <clears throat> I mean. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Oregon. Oregon's definitely especially over the last month. Like they're they're the better team. They're playing better. They're playing smoother. Like some of those Washington games have been I mean I mean uh, yeah, they're not they're not the same team you watched at the beginning of October when they were just running through people. I mean, they're, like they're, it was their nothing. last five, their last five scores going from most recent to backwards is 24, 21 Washington state or against Washington state, 22, 20 Cougs. state, 35, 28 versus Utah, 52, 42 at USC. We have seen what USC is. Uh, and then at Stanford five weeks ago, 42, 33, like I, I don't get it. Um, well, here's one thing to think about. Underdogs have won three to the last four Pac-12 championship games, including two Oregon teams losing, coached by Mario I Won't Kneel to the King, Cristobal. <laughs> also, we've gotten the over-under in this game because it's our flyover. Oh, this game probably is the flyover, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I haven't thought about that. 66, 65 and a half, somewhere in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's only even one that right <laughs> comes remotely close. Yeah, I hadn't even um, thought about that part of it, but yeah, I, it's it's just it's t- it's well, and again, kind of based off what Jake was reading off there with scores and stuff like that. Like, I don't think Washington can let this get into a shootout sort of scenario. Like, I don't think they'll keep up, but I don't think they have the defense and the team to necessarily slow it all down. Like just the way they're playing. Like it's if just... Washington wins this game, the overheads. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cause they're not going to win a 24, 21 game no. or whatever, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so, so for reference, Oregon's last five games, 31 to seven versus Oregon state 49, 13 at ASU. 36-27 versus USC, 63-19 versus Cal, 35-6 at Utah. So I think I would agree. Um, if if they're going to give them a game, um, if Washington is going to give them a game and cover and threaten to win, it's you're probably just going to have to score with them and not be held down. Uh, that being said, the, the under 76 is getting – a lot of bets and money, but it is 76% of bets with, but it has 88% of the money. So you're getting a little bit of a chunk more money than bets, but whatever we do, we can't all bet together on the same side or we'll die. So (laughs) (laughs) 
We're gonna. We're it gonna was pull... work, It was working so great until it immediately wasn't. <laughs> I'm pulling a. I'm pulling a Joker of a pull cue, but in this turn, it's a parachute, and only one of us gets to parachute, or two of us holding the other one. But ain't gonna fit three. All right, moving on to the game that we probably know most about: 11 a.m. Jerry World, Oklahoma State, 15 point underdog at Texas. Over under is 55. Pokes. Don't think too hard about this. Pokes. You sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure I, about that. You sure about that? So that should, should have been a drop I put in here. <laughs> it's a it's an interesting one. I was looking through it, and so it's and the under between between these two. The under, I could probably get behind. Um, the underdogs covered in the last six. And the underdog has outright won four of the last five between these two. But those spreads were seven points or less. Six of the last eight games in the Big 12 championship have been decided by seven points or fewer. Including the the last four. The the one thing I will say, um, and the reason that I, I will be betting on Texas other than the fact that I think it'll be hilarious if it's actually a close close game, is uh, Texas has to, based on the the CFB rankings that came out, they have to beat the shit out of Oklahoma State. Unless Washington wins. No, 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 no. Like, there's a world, like, they can't, they aren't going to just jump five teams just because like if they if this is a close game and they win yeah it's the way they've set it up the way it is right now because if they if they don't beat they, the shit out, if they don't beat they've the shit thrown out of texas Oki in State, a corner well you also like you have a lot of these scenarios like georgia loses to alabama in a close game and texas wins by three against oklahoma state well what do you think is going to happen there? Well, you know, Florida State doesn't lose to Louisville. Like they're like Texas, where they place them in the rankings, they have to beat the shit out of Oklahoma State. You know what I would like to have that's not that? Pokes just win. And then Texas just cries off to the SEC. I don't. When's the last time that we saw Texas be focused and have stakes and lose and not look good? This year? Because every other year but this year. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. But I mean, I think he's saying, like, Texas has made plenty of mistakes. If there was a the coach that season. I wanted in this spot, it's Gundy. That man has been the most vocal f Oklahoma f Texas since this whole thing went down. I don't know if he has the horses to do it, right? But if there's a coach that I thought could do it. Texas's problem has always been being too high on themselves and not focusing. And if they're going to come into this game and not be focused and wanting to beat the shit out of Oklahoma State, then but they mistakes to happen, lose. and all but, of a sudden it's seventeen fourteen, and now Texas is freaking out, and Pokes have all the momentum in the world, right? Like Pokes are playing house I, money. Sure, I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm just saying there's only pressure on one team here. Especially if Washington wins on Friday, that's there is some you, do, of that. you do have that result that already that already happens before then. But I just don't. I don't know. I 
I've watched Dude. I've watched Texas FSU for a, ain't many, a bunch of uh, for a bunch of years. They win the big ones and they lose the ones where they don't have motivation. Right. I, if if anything, they keep themselves out of the bigger games. But when they're in the bigger games, it it goes usually pretty well. Didn't Texas um, just get beat by sixty at Oklahoma, in Oklahoma? Played Oklahoma last year. Is that? I mean, that's a pretty big game. Well, they've been focused on that one. But what? What? In okay. Red River Shootout? I mean, take that game out because <laughs> that game is always weird, and rivalry games are always weird. Alabama almost lost to Auburn last weekend. Like that Should happens have. all the time. Cost me a shot. Sorry, I should have put that qualifier in there because that game is always good. I'm just saying, I'm not saying Texas loses again. I'm saying I was just trying to see if there's another, there's not another coach that has a bigger chip on his shoulder about this thing than Gundy. And Gundy, as much as I hate the man, is a pretty damn good coach. He's done a good job this year. That is for sure. But he's also got his beat by USC and Jacksonville State. So, yeah, directional Florida. So, uh, the bear backs us up on the under, by the way. It's gone over eight of the last ten games that in that game the under is hit. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. You brought that up, and let me actually tell you the numbers because I was kind of surprised that. So the over seventy three percent of bets, fifty three percent of money, but you're getting a twenty percent lean on the under at twenty seven percent of bets with forty seven percent of the money. So it's getting really close to that um, crossing the fifty percent mark for me um, with the money <laughs> lean over bet percentage. So we'll see how that that trends as we get closer all right um go gundy go pokes because f Texas. i would lo- i would love it i just don't i don't think it happens like i said i'm gonna be at a a youth swim meet most of that day so i'll be checking my phone <laughs> occasionally my battery life does not have the uh we're just gonna be to sending you updates of things happening all right moving on to the mac championship game Miami of Ohio plays Toledo. I assume that's at the Glass Bowl. Is that what it's called? Ford Field. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. That's right. Um, either way, uh, Miami Ohio. Because why would you trust Candle from Toledo to cover an eight point spread in a big game? Wow, it is Candle, right? Jason Candle. Just yeah. dude doesn't. He doesn't cover. You know he was supposed. To, never mind. Um, I know yeah. who he is. And considering how well Matt Campbell covers in close games, <laughs> coaching tree makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, every everything on here now. It's it's Mac championships. So there's not a lot of action, but it's all Miami of Ohio. It's all <coughs> under. Um, I mean, there is a 13 percent lean at this point on the under, but it's 86 percent of bets on with 99 percent of money. So it's. I don't really track, you know, care about that at this point. It does suck that the, uh, this game. A lot of the favorites are so highly favored because you really can't even do like a favorites chalk parlay. No, even though um, favorites tend to cover in these games or win these games. All right, you have any problems? You want to talk about the MAC game, Tez? You want to go about the Vegas? I no, basically on that. I just have Miami's ten two against the spread this year. Um, they Toledo won earlier this year. It was a two and a half point spread. So apparently Vegas thinks they're better or at least have gotten better over the year. Yeah. But yeah, adds 
If it, it's it, it's Miami and the under that those are I think those are your plays. <clears throat> Let's go to Vegas. Let's All right, go Vegas. To Vegas. Um, I don't know if you guys kept up with the Mac, uh, not Mac, Mountain West tiebreakers and here it was this past week. Oh no, sorry, I did not. How did that work out? Uh, it was a mess. So, so it's Boise <laughs> State is a two and a half point favorite over UNLV. Over under is fifty nine. UNLV lost straight up to San Jose State last week. They had the same record in conference, but due to some computer shenanigans, San Jose State lost out in that spot to the team they just beat. Did they have? Was it one of those weird? Was it one of the weird things we were talking about with the Big Twelve, where it was like a three or four way tie? No, it was literally each other. I believe it came down to analytics. Oh wow! Okay, it was a yeah, it was a three way tie, and they literally said like when Saturday, when the game got over, they like the statement from the conferences, the championship will be picked by a computer, and we won't know that result until tomorrow. <laughs> We've got to plug all the numbers into the computer. How do you have a computer that takes 14 hours to make this determination? Because right. they didn't know what the hell the, what the actual <laughs> tiebreaker was. They had to plug all the stuff into it and figure it out. And, uh, oh, boy, we got to do a lot of catching up here. <laughs> Boise's in that game of out-ahead coach. They fired him a few years weeks ago, and uh, so that's a thing. Um. I, I, right. I want Boise gonna, to win. They've but... got like they've got like the opposite of a dead cat bounce coming though. Like there was bad things happening there. Yeah, the players are thrilled about it. My my it worry seems. though is I really want Boise to win this game because we're all friends with Tammy who's at our website. But I worry that UNLV, whenever there's a team that like shouldn't make the NCAA tournament and everyone like mocks no. them for slipping in, no. they win. Right? Like a I mean, playing t- Tennessee playing yeah, game. Yeah, they you know? they they win the they win the the round of sixty eight game to get into the actual tournament. Okay. You're right. Yeah. It's just I'm worried that like you UNLV shouldn't even be there, but they're gonna win now because they shouldn't be there. Um. So I do. For me, I do like the fact that um, it Boise is one of those cases, one of those odd cases, and it doesn't happen very often where the coach gets fired and you see a lot of actual positive um, responses within the team players that were seemingly leaving saying they're staying or they're coming back or whatever type of thing. Um, I mean, UNLV just straight up losing last week, I think helps Um, Boise while not being great ATS has been good as a favorite. Um, and they're getting 83% of the money on 37% of the bets right now on the spread. Uh, they're also getting pretty good money versus bets on the, on the money line. So you don't even have a discrepancy there. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the one, if you, if you're going to play UNLV, I think it is sort of that story of they're the team that, realistically shouldn't have been there and also you know it is uh, the mountain west does the uh, the home team hosts the game so now they get to host the championship game that they oh really shouldn't be in uh this wasn't just in vegas to begin with are you sure about that no i'm fairly positive because somebody was posting about how yeah the the field's gonna be trash 
I think it was Roger Sherman that had posted like he had plans to go to Vegas, but then they lost that game. He's like, so I don't know if that's going to be a stop anymore. Um, and the field the night before is where Oklahoma, Oregon and Washington are playing on. So that field is going to be just ripped up. So, yeah, it's um, – so now they get to play the, you know, I guess if you want the redemption story of we're at home, we're going to prove that we deserve this sort of thing. <laughs> But I don't. That doesn't make any sense. Well, a bunch of hungover in Oregon and Washington. Just Googled Mountain West Conference Championship game location. And the first thing that popped up on Google was while UNLV is hosting the Mountain West Championship at Allegiant Stadium for the first time, the game will be returning to Vegas. Like, what? Yeah, of course. If they're hosting it, that's where it's going to be. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about the most important three o'clock game on the schedule. That's right. SMU plus three and a half versus Tulane. 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 Wow. Over under is 47. SMU does not have their starting quarterback. They are starting a true freshman. Tulane, as they saw last week when they destroyed the Roadrunners, is fully healthy. Death machine again. Green wave. Three and a half. Um. <laughs> Always love I when you guys maybe like the under. <laughs> yeah, I just, there's very little here for me to lean on. <laughs> um, maybe wow, neither of these teams in this spot are great uh, on the year. Uh, they didn't play this year. Goodness gracious! Are they the AAC? Is that, that that one? That I believe so. The favorites have won last six of those games. Hmm. Also, fun fact, underdogs have won four last five MAC title games. So go Toledo. Yeah, that's... Yes. AAC, I mean, it's it might be possibly a little rainy. We don't know. Uh, a chance of rain, but it's, it's going to be seventy-eight rainy. It's going to be it's going to be stadium in Nolens. That's going to be fine. To the yeah, to the home, the one home seed, team. I guess, basically. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Man, I, w- I wish there was something on this. I I think I would. I I'm going to ride the green wave too. It's just I don't. There isn't a lot to look at that that actually tells you that that's the way to go, as far as I can see. So, all right. Now that I got done uh, teasing these guys, let's discuss the SEC title game. Georgia is five and a half point underdog. Over under is 54 and a half. Tied in the over. They're a favorite. Georgia's a favorite. Sorry. Georgia is a yeah. five and a half point favorite. Either way, Bama plus five and a half and the over. This is a Yeah, I one. think. Like as far as the action, and this one obviously has a bunch I like the, of bets in. I like the over, but it's just it's weird because it's there's a, there's a lot of trends and numbers that you can throw at about Alabama. I went back through some of them, like um, you know, it's I went through to what the last twenty five years when they've made the SEC title game. 
what do I have? They've made it like 14 times in the last 25 years. They've lost, I think, two. Um, and the ones they won, they have one in there that was by less than five. Like, they, they just smack people when they play this game, but this is also a... Georgia has not been normal Georgia for the last two years, two, three years. It's, like It's the classic, like, Saban doesn't lose to, I mean, typically does not lose right. to guys that, you know, come from his coaching tree that have, co- that have coached underneath him. So um, these these teams have played each other four times in this game. The uh, the favorite has yet, has, has not, uh, the favorite has only covered in one of those games, and like I said, the over is one over in all of them. So, and the favorite has won eleven of the last twelve SEC title games. Only one that was upset was Alabama by this Georgia team in twenty one. Huh. I mean, for pure chaos, you want Bama to win this game. For pure yeah, chaos, yeah, I'm, I'm. There's a, there's a couple. Yeah, this, this game for sure. Uh, if you, if you just want pure chaos, th- this one you want Bama to win, probably a close one. Uh, you know, whatever, couple, couple points, kick a field goal towards the end, type of thing. I want everyone to have one loss, but Michigan, and just watch it all go to hell. <laughs> well. No, you want Florida State to win for chaos still, because if they lose, they're done without their quarterback. Yeah, yeah. but then who, but who are the other three then? Bama, Ohio State, Texas? Bama, Washington, Ohio State? Bama, Oregon or- State? Oregon, Washington, Texas, Georgia. Bama. Bama. Yeah, I mean. Oklahoma. Florida, Florida State, I mean, if they win, I think they're going to get in. So they're not going to win. If they, if they lose, they're, I mean, they're, they're done too. Like that, that doesn't, them as right. a one loss team at this point doesn't matter. The, the committee would love to not have to deal with that. So no, th- this game, I, man, I don't know. Alabama just started the season slow, um, but they've looked better kind of as of late. Georgia, has not really impressed a whole lot, but here they are. So, yeah, Georgia's kind of had the uh, a little bit of high. like the Ohio State arc of this year. Just like they're whooping people, like they're winning games. Like when you watch them play, they're beating people, but like especially score wise, like they're not necessarily covering that great. They're not, you know putting up a ton of points but you can tell they're just better than everybody um, like it's it's wild to look like what is their best win missouri the thing to really yeah and exactly that's the the interesting thing to look at like they went they went to auburn and beat them 27 to 20 um you know outside of that they went to florida 143 to 20 uh mizzou like they beat mizzou by nine but I mean, Mizzou has been surprisingly—I don't know—to me, surprisingly good. But that's probably their best win, right? Yeah, or Ole Miss, I suppose. Yeah. But if, so it's, it's, it's just looking at their schedule. It's like, well, yeah, they've done what they're supposed to for the most part. But like you said, they're not like 
they're not covering spreads. They're not literally just beating the piss out of everybody. So and Ole Miss is a yeah. paper champion, so or paper team. So yeah, of course that's who I was going to draw in the bowl game. Anyways, just bet the over and enjoy the game. Yeah, that's probably fair. Alabama shouldn't have won last week. I don't just send a linebacker. That's all I got to do. They sent two people. <laughs> that was wild. They sent two people. Anyways, moving on to the other big game at 3 o'clock. Oh, I guess there's two of them. Oh, no, wait. We already talked about that one. Appy State, six-point underdog at Troy, over under 52.5. Don't watch this game. Watch Bama, Georgia, because I have no idea. What, I have no idea. I, have, I mean, I if, the, if, the, if the, the, the bet percentage versus money percentage numbers continue, just take App State. If you really, like, want to throw money on this, just take the points and watch the other game. Like, right. the other two games. Yeah. Give me the under, and I don't care. You're going to have, two other, <laughs> you're gonna have just... three other games on at this point to watch that's not this game. So. All right. Um, yeah, at least two of them will be good, I think. All right, Louisville and Florida State. Louisville is a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Over-under is 47-and-a-half. Louisville. Yeah, I I think I'm probably just going to play the money line on this game. Yeah, I like that too. I know, like, the, the thing is, is Louisville this year has been so... What the hell are you? Um, we've seen them look really good. Uh, when they lost Kentucky really last things. week. And then last week, like, just... Yeah, that game. That's what I mean. Like, that's not the first time this year where it's like you expect them to go out there and whether it's win by a lot or win the game and they just don't. It's, I guess, just kind of a little interesting looking at values on it right now. Of You can get plus two and a half at even money or the money line's plus 120. Um if you think there's a chance they lose a a real tight one, but um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Depending it's, on where you're betting, there's there are yeah there you may just be better off taking your points and not yeah the extra juice for the money line, but but it's ACC football and I never watch any of it, so. <laughs> That's a lie. You watched that FSU LSU game opening week. That was about it. Somehow, well, yeah, and somehow I always get tricked into at least one Syracuse game. But it's, yeah, I don't know. Sure, you can talk me into Louisville. It doesn't matter. Uh, It's all right. Let's get to it. The game we all want to talk about. Seven o'clock. Um, Big Ten championship game. I actually have lost the uh, spread here because I was looking at something else. Um, it's 22 and a half, I think. 22 and a half. Over under is 35. All right. So, this is Michigan and versus Iowa. 22 and a half, depending on where you're at from what I see. Michigan versus Iowa. I assume you all knew who we were talking about if you're listening to this podcast. Um, all right. <laughs> the last six straight have all been won by at least 12 points. The last two have been won by 39-20. So, if you remember right, because I remember, and I don't forget I when know. I lose a bullshit under, 
Iowa and Michigan played a title game a few years ago. The over-wonder was 41 and a half. And I believe, and Michigan scored a touchdown with like four minutes left to make that one 42-0. And that under didn't hit. 42-3 over-under. 42-3 was the final. Yeah. 44.5, all right. You're, you're pretty damn, I mean, that's that's way better than I would have ever done on a two-year-old game. Hurt. Uh, it, it cut me deep, Jake. Obviously. Cut me deep. So. Yeah. Man. <sighs> Can can I just say just go bet the Iowa over in for the first and second halves, like no. even the first half moved to two and a half now, but like it's the same thing as over a half over a half a point essentially. They're gonna get a garbage. They're gonna get a garbage field goal in the. It's second actually half back down, buddy. Did it, right? back, oh, did it move back down on DraftKings? The over under first half points is back to point five. Over Juiced. is over is juice to minus one thirty five. Yeah. That's why this week's Ted Flint Sicko under the <laughs> oh no is Iowa team total under 0. 0.5 first half points plus 105. I mean, I bet? I'm not betting. That's just too easy. To I bet. think I I think I also have to. I didn't do it last week, and I should have. Um, Michigan team total over. That's a really good parlay, by the way. Let's see, that, um, let's, see, let's see what that looks like. So over. Because I think Michigan probably covers this, but I don't know if the game goes over. So over like, 27 I, and a half. Like, is Iowa going to score more than six points? Under six and a half, seven and a half for Iowa is. I can't let me, it won't let me parlay them. That's weird. They get, kind of, they get kind of goofy when you do some of those game problems. Either way. Like yeah. Over under zero points. 0.5 points for Iowa is my sicko under the week. Um, first Michigan's half. also going to cover this game. First half. First half. First half under 0.5 points. Also, Michigan's going to cover this game. Um, I mean, that's that's what the money says. It's about 50% of the bets. It's about 50-50 on the bets, but you've got a, a money lean. And if you're worried about spread, so. Michigan parking the bus, which I have heard a few places. Mace do first half. Yeah, so the, the thing that concerns me in general... Not that Iowa's going to backdoor. It's just that they don't score 23 points. No, yeah. I I do get a little bit concerned with that spread when talking about the two styles of the teams. Um, if Michigan literally just can't run the ball for four or five yards a pop all game um, and doesn't break off any big runs or big plays... I mean, it's going to be the same general style of football that Iowa likes to play, and so sometimes they drag that into a game where they only lose by 18 instead of 24 or 30 or 40. I mean, That's the only real concern I have on that. Jim Harbaugh is only coaching his seventh game of the year. He's just he's barely in midseason form. That is another good point. But they don't have to win by style points. They can win at any any points they're in. They they just need to win. Right. It doesn't matter for them. But I'm pretty sure Harbaugh – is Harbaugh lost against the spread when he's actually coached? Um, Because I know we talked about, uh, like, the first three games, they, like, went one and two. Right, the first three were bad. And then he came back, and they, like, beat the shit out of everybody and covered by a lot. But I don't remember how the rest of it. I mean, I think Michigan covered everybody except Maryland on the year, didn't they? Oh, there's six, five, and one against the spread. 
Oh, okay. It must be the big um, numbers, then. But I think I think they they either went zero and three is. or one and two in his first three that he was suspended or whatever it was, right? Or that he yeah, big so numbers. Yeah. Came back, pushed against Rutgers, and then covered against Nebraska, covered against Minnesota, covered against Indiana, covered against Michigan State, pushed against Purdue. Depending, those are pre- mm, depending yeah, on where you get the line. Pushes. Yeah, and then on top of that, it's um, yeah, Maryland and the Maryland covered, but other than that, they've been they've been yeah. covering. Well, he wasn't coaching versus Maryland. He he missed that game. But. Right, 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 right. Um, so yeah, it is. It looks like basically you're. Well, I think they have maybe this one of these pushes down is a loss. So there's, he has a push and a loss, but other than that, Michigan minus 15 and a half first half might be my one, my cash crops. Ooh, it's not bad. I see Maryland, Michigan. That one, that one or the six and a half first quarter are, I've been looking at, but I know first quarters are dicey. Like they could be ready to score even in the quarter. end. But also like I heard on cover three today, like, when it comes to Michigan cover this line, as Bud Elliott, who I don't see an eye on a lot of things, what's a bigger number? Iowa first downs in this game or touchdowns for Michigan? Michigan's going to have some short fields. Where even if Iowa punts the ball, they're still getting the ball in like the 35, right? Maybe. 30. Yeah, I mean, it's there's – I think a lot of this has gotten inflated to – to where, I don't depending on how you look at it, if Michigan's going to play down because all they have to do is just go win the game and they can easily do that. But I, I'm i still in the boat. Like, I don't know that Iowa crosses the 50-yard line in this game. Like, there's Unless they get a turnover, right? Like, yeah, unless – or, you know, a, a somewhat broken play bust a long run or like that. I don't think that – you know, bootleg dump down to the tight end of the line of scrimmage is going to get you seven yards every time. Because Michigan has a really good defense, too. It's not like their defense isn't good. Correct. Like, before that Maryland game, and I guess the Penn State game, they were allowing teams under only, only under 10 points a game against them. Penn State was the first team to get to the red zone against them. Like... Yeah. No offense to no, that, Deacon thirty seven yards hill, but like Yeah. No that's that's the thing is <coughs> Iowa probably has to I mean, I don't know, they have to get lucky on I don't know the, the how many special two, teams like, defensive touchdowns they do they need to have to have a chance? Three non offensive touchdowns they would have to have Two and one that sets up a really short field, at least. Right. Like, because that's that's talking about getting to like twenty plus points, and that's they would absolutely it, have to do. If, that if, if Kirk was anyone but Kirk, he would open it up and send a receiver deep on every drive, but he won't. No, they'll they'll have like they'll probably have two like trickish plays, which for them is usually not even that wild, but those will probably be in there at some point. But yes, I just can't trust this under because I don't trust Michigan not to score thirty five by themselves. But I would probably also bet the under because I am a sick, <laughs> sick person. So, all right, 
Last game we're going to talk about because it's going to be not, we're not going to be here next week. We're taking a week off before the bowl game prep. Army Navy. Hit that music while I pull the spread up. I was really loud. It was really <laughs> loud. Wake up, everybody. All right. Over under is 28 and a half. Uh, Navy is a two point underdog. Don't care about that side. I'll bet that 28 and a half, even though, Just... as the St. Tom Fernelli says, at some point, these will stop hitting, but they're 2 0 in the season. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you end up if it, they end up two and one on the season. I mean, we we didn't think what the last we didn't think the last one. Man, they had twenty four points, no twenty three points in the first nineteen <laughs> minutes, and it still hit. But I'm I'm just kind of like just kind of like the Iowa unders at this point. Um, I'm gonna just bet them because I have to. Right, um, and it's an American thing to do. Um, Sure, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, like I said, that's uh, that's it. We're coming back in a few weeks for the Bull Bonanza. I uh, we really enjoyed doing this pod this year. I hope you guys have had fun with it. Of us also, we back and discussing awesome bowl games and bowl cities and all that stuff. And that being said, I asked Jake to keep a very special goodbye music for tonight. <laughs> Let's go, Pokes. Fuck you, Texas, and fuck your Lone Star beer. Fuck that fucking Alamo and fucking Longhorn beer. Fuck every Dallas cowboy that 